listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to One on One on a Wednesday. 402-464-5685. Start hand text line if you want to text in. Uh, Honda Lincoln Hotline, same number. The video streams are up. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. Twitter Live. You know, it's happening for us, and people are reaching out with that, and it's greatly appreciated. I am sitting with the Rock Lloyd. There's Ramel Jr., but <laughs> Rock. <laughs> Rock Lloyd, uh, listen, it means so much to me. Um that you what you've done with your family is so impressive to me and it's purposeful like people use catchphrases and that sort of thing you know, team this team that but team lloyd is legit <laughs> yeah <laughs> appreciate that right like yeah, it it because because it could go we know a whole bunch of dudes who played in the league around the league who mm-hmm. who, who 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 didn't get it right right and you have to be proud of your young man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to- let, let the folks know, who, who is Ramel Jr.? Who is he? Well, you know, for our family, especially, uh, you know, I have two older, two older girls, my daughters, uh, and Ramel is, is the baby <laughs> since of the family, right? right. So he's 18 uh, now, and he's the youngest one. Um, and obviously, you know, my, my middle daughter played basketball as well. She played four years at Long Beach, uh, uh, Long Beach Poly. And, mm-hmm. and then um, Ramel came along, uh, you know, didn't didn't necessarily make my kids play basketball or anything, right? You know, you remember Ramel, he would he, <laughs> just be around. Ball boy. Yeah, he's <laughs> just, just yeah, right. So, you know, he just, I was playing still when I was fortunate enough to still be playing while he was still young. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just running around and being a nuisance to people and bothering people, graffing the games, you know, telling people what to do, grown men playing. Right. playing and, uh, you know, and then he eventually himself developed a love for the game, which is how it's supposed to happen in a natural way, you know. Uh, so he's he's definitely uh, a pride and joy of not only myself but of my family. Um, he's able to, my, you know, my family was obviously, I had my kids young, so they were all around like during my playing days, my mm-hmm. college days and my pro days. So our family basically was raised uh, around basketball. You know, it's a big part of who we are as a family. Um, my mom been in the gym with me for years and now she's continuing that legacy going on with, you know, with Ramel, her grandson. Um and it, it just means a lot to us, you know, to see him finally get to this level. I mean, everything that we have been through or he's been through, we have been through together as a family. Um, there's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs. The process is very hard. It's not easy. Uh, he's He's been through a lot as a player and a person. You know, it's hard enough in these days just growing up at being a normal teenager, right, trying to figure out who you are and, trying to figure out what you want to be and dealing with different things in the, in the community um, to add the pressures of, you know, being a basketball player uh, in this day and age, especially with social media and Internet. And then, of course, he was at uh, a very high-profile high school where, you know, you have to grow 
in the public eye per, per se, you know, with social media. So you you don't you don't get a chance to have a, a really bad game or have a really bad uh, episode or something where it's just a growing pain normally, but it's not because it's it's, it's exaggerated exaggerated by everybody's seeing it, right? Well, I mean, he, his, so, I mean, he had the most high-profile teammate he could have. Yeah, most, no, most definitely. <laughs> most right, definitely, so yeah. there, there, he, he couldn't be anonymous. Yeah. He was constantly measured by the other name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, him playing at the school, was it's, it's a blessing as well, you know, because there's, there's, there's pros and cons to everything, right? So I'll, I'll, speak, I'll speak of the pros uh first of all the talent on the team was not your normal high school basketball team right everyone we probably have about eight to nine division one players on that team mm-hmm. you know all americans top 100 guys top 50 whatever mm-hmm. right all on the same team so the dynamics of what practice would be like every day is not your normal high school so that prepares you for coming into a college level where you know everybody most people in college were high high profile high school players as well right but most of them probably came from high school where they had one or two guys maybe right on the team right, right. sometimes one or two guys in the whole league that are division ramel ramel would have been the guy right. at every other school in the country right uh, <laughs> i mean yeah for sure and, and at the school that he was at you know there you know it's like not necessarily a guy like it's just a bunch a of dudes. night right a given night it could be anyone you know and, so. the, and the media tracked it, right? When you've got when you've got right. you know when you've got Le, little LeBron in the building, right. it doesn't. The rest of the players have to find their place pretty steadily and comfortable. Right. Well, the thing. Well, the thing is this: you have to you have to build confidence within yourself, and you have to you have to focus on the basketball, right? Because there's two different worlds in basketball now in high school basketball. It's not just about your performance. Right, it's, these guys are brand building. They have internet hype and so on and so forth. So, uh, what you do on the basketball court doesn't always give you the same accolades uh, as your popularity. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a thing. There's there's basketball and skill set versus popularity, and the and the best of them find a way to combine both of them to almost build a player, build a brand. He has, but he has a dad who is not new to it. Like mm-hmm. you're deeply connected, mm-hmm. and your reputation carries some volume too, mm-hmm. right? right? So, for sure. so even in that space, he can bump and nudge and say, "Look, wait a minute, my legacy says I belong here too." Mm-hmm. I think a huge advantage for your son is that as he comes to Nebraska and the media coverage he's going to get here is unlike any other program in the country, even programs that win at mm-hmm. a high volume, the coverage is high, right? And the exposure is high. But he's not going to be stunned by no, any of this. That's that's another pro uh, of what we what he's been through. Um, you know, he he's been. I mean, first of all, we we're in L.A. right. And, you know, at our games, you have at his games, he's had high profile people there all the time, mm-hmm. uh, right courtside. You know, um, <laughs> he's played in he's played in numerous NBA arenas. You know, throughout the throughout the country in high profile games on ESPN. So. I don't necessarily think like, you know, going to Michigan or Michigan State is 
playing in front of that, you know, that shell shock of being a freshman playing in front of that kind of crowd. Yeah. Which which mostly everyone goes through. Right. Right. Because it's just an adjustment. I think it'd make the adjustment a little bit easier because he's played in he's played at the Staples Center or whatever they call it. What do they call it now? The, yeah, the, uh, but the crypto.com. Yeah, crypto.com, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Right. But they've won um, I mean but he and but he won with LeBron in the building watching his son, he mm-hmm. won the M V P trophies. Right, right, <laughs> and and that's that was always our goal to just focus on the basketball. You know, Romel's Romel's won MVP days, won an MVP in the Ayana Classic. He was all all tournament uh, and pro bass, uh, and you know, quite and quietly, he's he's had one of the best best years. You know, even even his number his numbers and stats don't reflect it because of the team, but he's and had he's one of the humble. best years. He's yeah. humble. Kid's been through a lot, right? To be, to be humble, so he. Right. <laughs> you know. Plus, yo, he had to come home to you, so that yeah. you, know, you know, a lot of the nonsense gets removed at the door. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Ramel's naturally a, a humble person and a good kid. You know, in, in today's age and the competitiveness of what basketball is now. Um, you know, I almost I push him to have the confidence, the utmost confidence in himself. Uh, it, you know, humble humble is great off the court, but you got to leave that humble stuff off the court. Cause you got to be a dog. You got to be able to compete at this level with so many talented players. And, um, you know, we want to push and <laughs> leave it humble for talking. Break break him down for the, for the listeners that don't know who Ramel Lloyd Jr. is as a basketball player. What does he bring to the University of Nebraska that uh, they can look forward to? Uh, one of the first things I can say is that Ramel's always been a, a winner, you know, first of all. Uh, you know, I believe that the things that he does well on the court directly translate to winning, right? There's a lot of kids There's a lot of kids out there that are very, very talented, uh, and you see their stats, you see their highlights, you see things of those nature, and that doesn't always translate to winning, right? Because in today's society, in today's society of basketball, building a play and a brand, they don't have to win anymore. Correct. Right. So Correct. kids, kids are, kids are losing games, and it doesn't matter because their highlights is going to be up there because of their popularity or their ranking or whatever the case may be. So kids are being taught now that winning is almost not important. So what I always said, you know, what I always felt about Romel is that when I watch his highlights or I watch his his uh, his games and his stats, those highlights are not really highlights. They're just who he is. That's just how he plays, <laughs> right? I've been. It's at, not the I, exception. Right, it's I've the been, rule. That's just how he plays. From what I see, you know, he makes the right plays. He doesn't do anything crazy. I see a lot of other kids like if I, I've been at some games and I've watched games and I was like, wow, that wasn't a very good game for the young fella tonight. But then I go back on Twitter or YouTube or something, and I see the highlights, and it looks like they're like, "Wow, look like a phenomenal game!" <laughs> right. And I was at the game, right? <laughs> right? So, with Romel, I don't, I don't necessarily see those plays. I think he plays the way you know what you see is what you get. Define him as a shooter. Uh, he's a he's a very good shooter. I mean, shooting was a a big deal, and for me, you know, I, I was a pretty good shooter myself, and we wanted, you know. Shooting in today's game, you absolutely just can't play if you can't shoot the ball. <laughs> so, especially with that length, that size, yeah. him being able to extend with the ball in his hands. Describe him as a playmaker. 
Uh, he's a he's a very high IQ guy, you know, especially for a young guy. Um, like I say, he, he he tries to make the right play. I always taught him. I mean, I was his trainer and his coach pretty much for most of his life. Mm-hmm. So I was able to influence, uh, you know, him to always try to make the right play uh, no matter what. Like even when he was younger, because sometimes kids get, you know, they're more talented, they're a little bigger, they're a little stronger, and they start playing the wrong way because they're able to take advantage of that. So I, I never let him take advantage of, of of just not playing against competition. Like I always want him to play the right way. Right, he was always a, he always was a point guard. He always like when he was young, he was probably the, like the tallest, all on the court all the time. But I made him play point guard because I knew it was, at some point you know, <laughs> he wasn't going to be seven feet. And, like, right? I knew that. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm six five, right? So I was, you know, I always made him play the right way. I always made him pull up when he needed to pull up. You know, I didn't just let him bully ball stuff all the time because he was bigger and stronger. So his game reflected that over over the years. So he can, he can shoot the three from distance he can shoot the pull up he can make the right pass and make read the right read things of that nature so we always try to emphasize that in his game defensively what does he what does he bring at it with that sort of length defensively uh just as just as offensively he's very versatile um you know he he can guard smaller point guards and you know keep them at bay at least with his length and size uh, and he can, you know, guard wings as well. I mean, last year at, at school, he probably guarded the best player on every team. Say that again, because yeah. I, I think that gets lost in the mix. Yeah, I don't think people see that or realize that as much. But he—he's last year he was—he guarded the best player on every team that we played against, uh, and he was still able to do what he did on offense. From from your vantage, I think that he he's going to help them on the boards as well. I hope so. I would like to see him rebound a little more. Um, I think it's a focal point. I think he has to focus on on uh, going down there and doing it because rebounding is more of a mindset. I think he has the he has the physical tools to do it, uh, but it's it's more of a mindset, especially this this year's team. Just from early on looking, you know, they have a good size this year. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you tend to as a guard when you have you know big guys that can rebound you you start to creep out of uh-huh. and let them do their thing so uh-huh. but we we I'm pretty sure Fred um from what I'm hearing I think he's encouraging his guards because they are big guards to go rebound as well you got to have eyes on Fred and the team working together what did mm-hmm. you notice uh I didn't see too much of uh, a team workout mm-hmm. from what I saw yesterday it was just like a three on uh, individual skill set and things of that nature mm-hmm. um, so I haven't I haven't seen that dynamics of the whole team and it's still summertime so it's, it's very very early I mean he has a he has a lot of new guys on the team so I'm pretty sure they're just moving trying to put their system in right now um, but I'll get I'll get to see a little more maybe hopefully this week before I leave it's go. It's going to be impressive uh, to 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 kind of travel through this. Um, we'll throw it to break and come back and close out one on one. But I do want to ask Rock, one, what his plans are for Lincoln. Like, how often mm-hmm. are we going to see him? Because if he's coming on a regular basis, I'm going to put him to work. One on one, 93.7 The ticket. We'll be right back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.